Welcome to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast with Sakar Kauli. During this program, you will hear guest experts sharing their experiences, best practices, and market insights. We discuss investing in multifamily apartment complexes and how a busy professional can passively invest hassle-free in various opportunities. Your host, Sakar Kauli, owns millions of dollars of assets and has done thousands of value-add projects over 20 years now. So listen in for insights. Here's your host, Sakar Kauli. Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Glenn Mather with New, New View IRA. Welcome to the show, Glenn. I appreciate it. You're, you're taking time today. Oh, you're welcome, Sakar. I can't wait to spend some time with you. Awesome. It is a pleasure when, uh, you know, uh, experienced uh, uh, guests like you come on sharing their niche knowledge. A little bit about your background, Glenn. You are the founder uh, and president with New View IRA. You have been leader in the space since 2003. Uh, in 2018, your company established New View Trust, which gives you a lot more, uh, you know, sort of the regulatory uh, compliance uh, uh, mechanisms as well. And now you're expanding into growing businesses with uh, helping folks with self-directed IRAs and, and into new services to further reduce uh, or eliminate their taxes. Uh, your clients invest in real estate notes, private placements, precious metals, various entities, and a multitude of other assets with, uh, with the sole aim of growing and uh, preserving if any of the taxes that can be reduced. Um, you have been working in various uh, finance positions, uh, holding strategic uh, directions and things like that. You have guided various uh, individuals and businesses to invest their tax advantage funds into a lot more non-traditional markets. Uh, uh, wow, your message has resonated with a lot more folks with over 1.4 billion of assets uh, directed into your new view uh, trust platform. So uh, as everyone knows, you are a national sought out speaker. We, uh, we, many of us have listened to your various podcasts. Uh, so we are obviously here to learn about uh, you know, how we can reduce taxes, use of uh, self-directed IRAs you know, through various mechanisms and how we can, you know, sort of reduce your taxes to kind of, uh, you know, grow more of your wealth. So thank you for coming on, uh, Glenn. I appreciate your time. Uh, in, your, in your own words, uh, give us a brief background and we can dig into the details of our subject today. Well, I don't want to talk too much about me, but <laughs> I, I kind of want to share with you how I became interested in self-directed IRAs. Sure. Um, I started out working 13 years, a little company on the West Coast called Lockheed Missiles and Space Company. Wow. Actually quite a big company. <laughs> sure. It is a and big I, one. <laughs> and I remember back in 1980, I joined that firm and they routed me to the HR department. They said, would you like to put money in a 401k? And I didn't realize at the time, 401ks at that time were only five years old. Mm -hmm. So the employer plans haven't been around that long, about 25 years. Sure. And mm -hmm. so I said, sure. I said, I'll put 2% of what I earn. And I made the deal that I would, anytime I got a bonus or anytime I got a raise, I put 50% in my retirement plan. Mm -hmm. And this is, by the way, this is the easiest way to say, because it's a future promise. Like, sure. so it's not mm -hmm. like dumping a lot of money today, but it's like, when things are better, I'm going to do this. 
Right. And 13 years later, I left Lockheed with over $130,000. That was back in 1993. And I got to tell you, completely painless. Sure. So mm-hmm. payroll deduction works because not only you don't get to see the money and mm-hmm. spend it, more importantly, your spouse doesn't. So right. <laughs> that's, that's actually a big bonus. So I rolled it over, which you can do when you leave your employer. And I rolled sure. it over to Charles Schwab. I love Charles Schwab because I could buy and sell any stock possible. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I was a strategy consultant at that time in the cellular business, which was just taking off in 1993. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I knew a bit about all the different companies that were mm-hmm. publicly traded in some new places like Nextel and some of those new players in that world. Sure. And I realized that when I was buying and selling stock in what I thought I knew, I lost money even quicker than I did in the employer plan that only let me choose from three or four things. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me that Wall Street wasn't a game I was going to win long term. Mm-hmm. There's too many people in between you and your money sure. taking mm-hmm. a piece of it. So I had read somewhere when I was uh, working as a strategy consultant, I had read a magazine article about the fact that you could actually use your IRA and invest in real estate. And I felt like real estate was a place I had a chance. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. reason for that is you can always sort of, if you look around, you can be first in line. Sure. Everywhere mm-hmm. else, you're just in the long line. I couldn't agree more. Mm. And that's what I really enjoy. And, and, and so um, I found a, I find a bank in Chicago that would let me do this because the company founder had a relationship. I, did, I wasn't a high net worth individual. But when I got introduced to this, 30 days later, I owned my first piece of real estate. cost me $2,000 to buy it. That's what the trust department charged me at the bank. And when people go, ooh, that's a lot of money, I was thinking the opposite. Ooh, that's a lot of power. That's a lot of freedom. That's a lot of opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. And I never, so I never look at like how much things cost. I look at what am I buying? What opportunity am I buying? Because what matters is what happens at the end. Sure. And Mm -hmm. so um, that that was over 20, about 22 years ago. And um, I ended up buying something, a, a piece of property, a raw land um, in Charleston, South Carolina. It's not so much what I invested in, mm-hmm. but it was unlocking that knowledge. And um, the fact is, is that's how America saves. We save in 401ks, 403bs, 457, thrift savings plan. These are all different subsections of the code sure. that allow if for nonprofits, for government sector employees, et cetera, to save in. And they all work the same way, basically. Sure. You put money in, your employer may or may not match it, right? right. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, it's, after, it's pre-tax, means you get a tax benefit. Sure. It grows, and then when you exit the company, you can roll it over. And I'm, sure. I'm really being very brief on this, I understand. But to take a look at how much money is in IRAs, it's insane right now because it's been higher than ever before. And it's not because necessarily people are investing more, it's they're getting older. So they're leaving. And, and when you have a market disruption like we had in 06 or 07, and we have now, and by the way, there's a huge opportunity right now that I'll talk about later. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how IRAs get funded. They don't get funded so much by the $6,000 a year you can put in one. It's generally from employer plans and rolling that over. And so my experience that I did is, is sort of what a lot of our clients do. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, I, I'll, I'll share this with you and then I'll get to give you a chance to ask me a question. I've been talking way too long. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> when my new employees come in, mm-hmm. it's really fun. We've been growing a lot. And as our new employees come in, I spend one hour with them on the first day they join us. Mm-hmm. And 
so everybody is in our company needs to understand all about IRAs. So it's very unusual. Our receptionist probably knows more about IRAs than most CPAs do. But, <laughs> but I remember I have this conversation. I said, well, you know what an elevator speech is, right? We've heard about that term. Sure. And mm -hmm. what it basically says is, if you're gonna tell somebody about your company, you got a short period of time, but you got a captive audience, right? That's an elevator ride. Sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many floors you're going up, so I better be quick. And you're a virtual stranger. So right. what do we say about a self-directed IRA? If we meet somebody and I, you know, that people had, and I, I struggle with this. I said, well, you know, you can buy real estate notes, mortgages, tax liens. It gets to be a speech. It gets to be a monologue. There's no engagement. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I finally decided this is what I say. I say, they ask, they ask me what I do and I, I, I can engineer the, 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 the conversation well enough because I ask them what they do and they'll usually reciprocate. Sure. And I said this, I said, we let our clients invest their IRA in thousands of ways they never thought possible. <laughs> and that's really what we do. We sure. provide the platform so that very joy that I got when I did my first deal, you can certainly do that in our clients and that joy comes, I see it in our clients' faces all the time but they can do so many more things, even in real estate, so many things that you can do that's legal, but no one ever tells you that because it's never in any vested interest for Wall Street to tell you, hey, you can exit that ramp and start sure. doing this yourself. Sure, sure, sure. And I, I can personally attest to that, uh, Glenn, as you stated that, you know, like uh, all the corporate umbrella that's there, you know, is designed to keep the money in-house and let uh, you know, all their employees invest uh, pretty much in-house in into the plans or options that are available with them. I think the moment someone uh, is kind of going in this self-directed IRA route, it's a independent educated decision that you're making for yourself saying that, hey, I'm going to own this. I have studied the de facto uh, way how I want to kind of invest my money, whether it's, you know, let's say the real estate, the precious metal or some other businesses and things like that. So you're kind of uh, owning and you have that confidence that, hey, I want to go this route. I do not want to go the kind of the traditional Wall Street route, right? So well, uh, I, I think it's true, but if I can interrupt, sure. nobody mm -hmm. starts with confidence, right? right we have right. to build it. And I think the very fact that they're listening and watching you today is the fact that people are on that journey. And sure. some mm -hmm. people arrive after two or three weeks, they go, I'm in, I get it. Right. Those right. are the early adopters. The rest of us, it may take a little bit more time. So this is part of that whole process. Sure, sure, absolutely. So now let's let's talk about the details now uh, here, Glenn, is that, um, you know, how can we set this up or what are some of the accounts that are kind of eligible for conversion to a self-directed model? Could you maybe kind of delve into some of those details? Yeah, so any of the four types of IRAs and, and um, most everybody understands the traditional. Sure. Uh, the traditional is the one that's been around the longest since 1974. And it basically means that in most cases, not all, but in most cases, your, uh, your contribution is deductible. So in sure. other words, you get to start without paying taxes. Mm -hmm. And then throughout the life, your lifetime of investing, you pay no taxes. It keeps building up. Sure. But at age 72, and by the way, that's changed. It used to be 70 and a half. But at the age 72, they start making you take minimum distributions. Sure. And the reason for that is they, you've never paid taxes. And sooner or later, the government's going to be anxious for you to pay taxes. So that's what you do. Right. And that works the same also for a SEP IRA. 
which is made for um, independently um, ind uh, independent workers that aren't mm -hmm. W-2 workers or 1099 workers generally. Sure. And also for a simple IRA, which is sort of a, a mixture or an amalgam of traditional IRAs and 401ks, and it has its own unique plan. Sure. Um, all of those things are all pre-tax and basically forestall making um, any kind of, of tax payments until you start taking it out to live on. Sure, I mean, sure. Retirement's really not to benefit you now, it's to benefit you later. And sure. so, so all four types of IRAs, you can also do this with your health savings account, which is amazingly cool because you can put up to about $7,000 a year in it for your family plan. Mm -hmm. And you have to be covered by a high deductible healthcare plan. And if you have a family plan, like I do, mm -hmm. um, I can actually put more money in that than I can in my IRA. The, the HSAs um, are, are all pre-tax, which is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. But if you ever take the money out for qualified medical expenses, no mm -hmm. tax. You get to use it. You get sure. to build it all up. And if you never use it, who cares? You can take it out after age 65 with no penalty. Just pay mm -hmm. ordinary income tax. The same mm -hmm. as you would with a traditional IRA. Sure. So it's, mm -hmm. it's sort of like an IRA with extra benefits. There's mm -hmm. ways to get money out. That is really, really cool. And what people don't understand, they go, well, that's not a lot of money. I, you know, I didn't build up, I may have built up $300,000 while I worked at Lockheed, but my health savings account, you know, I didn't put it, that money away for 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. That was only in the last Bush administration that you could do that. So sure. maybe I have 60,000. So what do I do with 300 in one account, 60 in another? You know what you do on that, Sakar? Mm -hmm. Your partner. So you can have one investment mm -hmm. that's owned 20% by your HSA, 80% mm -hmm. by your IRA and you partner. So it's really fun because you can actually make all these tax deferred accounts mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. work on one investment. You can also put it in a Coverdale, which is a, an account for your children. That's post-tax, but it grows without taxes. And mm -hmm. if you use it for qualified educational expenses, there's no additional taxes when it comes out. So I can actually have one investment and have three of my accounts sure. all invested in one. Kind of Interesting. Cool. It is, it is cool. Now, uh, talking about different, uh, you know, sort of the asset types and things like that, uh, Glenn, how can we go about investing it? Like, are there any uh, sort of uh, limitations or any guidance about how how we should go about it meaning you know let's say if someone is interested in multiple asset classes like uh, let's say the precious metal the real estate or some other businesses and things like that how how can we kind of channelize that uh, into it like meaning do we need a custodian or is it uh, as independent as perhaps uh, you know we can maybe discuss like the checkbook IRAs we keep talking about sometimes that word keeps coming up uh, so if you could, you know, maybe distill uh, some of that detail down, that'd be great. Well, you gave me about 12 questions. <laughs> so uh, while I have the capacity of answering all of them, I mean, I have the capacity to remember all of them, but sure. I'm going to do my best. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, keep in mind, I look at this um, when you're on a um, self-directed platform with a custodian has a trust company as we do. Sure. Is, mm -hmm. as I said in my earlier elevator speech, as long you can invest in anything the IRS does not prohibit. Mm -hmm. So the, the prohibitions are small. So I'll talk to those. Mm -hmm. And when you asked earlier, the trigger point was, you know, wh what's the most important thing? What's the most important thing? Here's what I think the most important thing is. 
whether you're going to make money or not from the investment. It doesn't sure. matter what platform you're on if right. you're going to get bad returns or low returns. So sure. I would focus, answer that question first. If multifamily is going to deliver to you the type of returns and the type of safety that you're looking for, then ask the question, can I hold it in an IRA? Because there's so many sure. things that you can hold in an IRA. And the answer mm -hmm. to that is, of course, you can hold that in an mm -hmm. IRA. Here's what you're not allowed to hold. Real estate, and the reason for that is logical. Your IRA and all the tax benefits of an IRA are meant to protect your retirement, not to, not to help your beneficiary, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it can't be held. And, and that was when that law was drafted back in 1974. That's in the code. It's section 4975. For those of you that like to really go up, section 4975 of the code talks about prohibited transactions and disqualified parties. Mm -hmm. The second part of that is the disqualified parties. And I, I, I want you to get an understanding of this sort of at 20,000 feet, because once you get that understanding, you go, oh, that makes sense why you can't do that. Sure. Mm -hmm. The IRS wants an arm's length transaction on everything you do. Mm -hmm. So no inside traders, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. And they view that um, those kind of people that you don't deal with uh, first are certain family members. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the, the uh, trunk of the family tree. So my IRA cannot transact in any way or have any relationship with my parents or grandparents, my kids or my grandkids and their spouses. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't mention other family members. I'll just tell you, don't do it. I mean, not because you should be scared, but just don't do it because sure. then you could get into the trouble of, was it really arm's length? If I'm buying something from my brother, my brother's not a disqualified party in the code, but you know, if the IRS is poking around, they're going to say, well, it looks like you bought this piece of property your brother owned at 50% off. Maybe it was an engineered swap where he owed you some other money and you got it through your IRA. You made your IRA nice and fat with this with a low cost. We don't know. So it's better to avoid that. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, so the other thing is, is that your IRA cannot benefit you as far as currently. It benefits right. you. You're going to use the money to retire. But right sure. now, when it's sitting in that asset, it's not to benefit you, nor are you to benefit your IRA. So I'm going to make that make a real simple example. Well, how, how would you benefit your IRA? Well, so, you would benefit your IRA if you bought a piece of real estate and you went in and rehabbed it yourself. So you say, I'm not paying any contract to do this. I'm much better. I'd rather do it myself. In essence, you're giving an illegal contribution to your IRA. Does that make sense? It so does make sense. Meaning uh, on one hand, you stated that you're not using personally all the proceeds or anything like that, or perhaps, uh, you know, I, I mean, that's like the self-dealing aspect of it, uh, if, I, if, if that's the word. And then perhaps you, you're not taking the direct benefit from it personally as such, whether that's like working or the sweat equity that you're doing by yourself. And perhaps there is probably some liability and exposure uh, matters as well. I think uh, that can come up. So it's, it's strictly meant to be kind of a hands off, uh, you know, as much passive as possible, uh, if, if that makes sense, Glenn. Well, what I, it absolutely makes sense. But the beautiful thing, you're right, it's hands off, but it's brains on. <laughs> sure. Hmm. Because you can think your way through all of these things. So if I want to do my, if I want to do my kitchen, I mean, there's so many ways you can go with this. I can joint venture with, a, with, with someone and I'm going to buy a piece of property and maybe I'm the guy that has money and you're the guy that has carpentry skill. Sure. I can partner on that deal 
and you may you have me lots of skill but no capital i have the capital and i have no time sure so we mm -hmm. can partner on a deal and have you fix up and your mm -hmm. that goes into the deal my money goes into the deal and when we sell it we split the profits 50 50. right it's simple mm -hmm. as that I am shocked that not as many people do that, these joint ventures, because mm -hmm. we all come with different levels of expertise and different sure. levels of money. So sure, that's, sure. So, um, yes. Yeah, so and actually, to your point, Glenn, uh, there's a lot of private lending that happens uh, through IRAs. And I have personally seen that, like in our single family space, uh, we have heard of so many stories where uh, you know, someone's dad is investing into notes or some other forms uh, of lending uh, through their IRA. And that's like a minimum 16 to 18% return at that point, which is, which is, you know, extremely backed by, uh, you know, first deed of trust on your uh, real estate and things like that. So it is very safe, high return, uh, tried and tested for sure. You know, a lot of people love the lending side because it's a way to participate in real estate without tenants, right? Sure. So, you know, you have your own issues. People may not pay, right? You have a need to have a servicing company. Never try to, I mean, you can do this yourself, but you don't want to do it for the amount of fees. Um, and you can go as long with those loans. So you can have them five year, you can have them adjustable, you can have them like you can have um, a first deed of trust, but you could also have the pink slip to their boat. Sure. So it's it's mm -hmm. not like just one thing. It's it's so creative on all the things that you do. And and when you talk to these people, that's even more advanced for these people that buy and sell existing notes, you know, right. that mm -hmm. they buy them at discounts and they and some of them buy like the first five years of payments and then the back five. So it can get pretty uh, interesting or it can be just as simple as you need money and you and I meet at a coffee shop. We sketch at a napkin what 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 i'm willing to lend your my ira to you for sure we'll we'll just throw it to an attorney say draft a note mm -hmm. and then it's done it's right. just so quick so um the power that you have um to neg negotiate with the ira holder or if you're the ira holder with the borrower is it's completely up to you sure sure and, and i guess you know uh, uh, again the, i think the guiding principle is also is it's always for the benefit of your ira nothing comes to you directly uh, that uh, yeah, we just want to i think reiterate that and, and i think you were going with that uh, other things uh, where i think i mentioned the checkbook control or the checkbook ira uh, that gets tossed around uh, could you maybe share some thoughts on you know what that is or you know how does uh, that come into play into this space yeah, I mean, it's kind of like checkbook control is kind of like self-directed. What does that mean? It's kind of an industry term. Mm -hmm. um, generally speaking, when you have a custodian, that custodian's job is to keep your money tax deferred until you take a distribution. Understand? Right. Sure. Subject to the behavior of the individual, right? So sure. they got to behave themselves. But while I've got that money, I want to make sure it's, it's, not, uh, it's not being taxed. So there's a role. We do all the paperwork. We do all the accounting, all of that for your account. If let's say that you're doing a lot of smaller activity, but lots of it. And mm -hmm. we see people that they will lend out anywhere from 20 to $40,000 at a time. You say, well, that's pretty low, right? Mm -hmm. Well, but we might be lending out to rehabbers, you know, sure. that already own the house, but they need the money for the, for all the equipment, the parts, the labor to fix it up. Sure. So mm -hmm. they do series of these. The challenge is if you're gonna if you're gonna be in a with a custodian the way the way all custodians charge the fee it's per asset right 
So mm. if you have lots of small assets, you say, well, there might be a better way mm. or you need the money quickly. <laughs> so mm. what about if I was to tell you there's a way to do this, Sakar, with, um, by creating your own checkbook control LLC? And there is, and there's many of our clients that do that. It doesn't make sense to do it. It adds another element of cost because you're going to have to pay the state the filing sure. fees mm -hmm. in addition to the annual fees of maintaining that, correct? Sure, sure. That sure. LLC. Uh, absolutely. But mm -hmm. what it does buy you is it buys you the flexibility of being able to move quicker. I think that's probably it. So if you're, if you're in that situation, absolutely, we can teach people how to do that. We have a, we have a download that we can provide to you to do it. And uh, a lot of people love that control. Uh, but here's, it's kind of like giving a gun into the wrong hands. You don't want people to do it that can't keep good records sure, because sure. it's absolutely their commitment. They're doing a lot of the things that we would normally do as custodian. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. um, they just got to make sure to keep good records. Sure, sure. So it's safe to say that uh, I think a lot of power can suddenly come and kind of just go unaccounted, meaning uh, in tangible terms, you, you could perhaps end up funding an entity a large sum of money on behalf of uh, their IRA. But then if there is no good record keeping or there are no like, uh, you know, detailed uh, log of transactions and things like that, that might quickly spiral out of control. So I think a firm like yours uh, that acts as a custodian and as a sort of a checkpoint uh, between various transactions, uh, you in some sense are keeping, uh, you know, sort of your customers uh, into compliance, which perhaps can go uh, sort of unchecked when someone has a blanket checkbook control. Is that kind of what, what you're getting at, Glenn, there? Well, it does. I mean, it, our, our clients still, it's their obligation not to engage in a prohibited transaction. Sure. It was basically violating those terms of buying something they shouldn't or dealing with a family member or getting a benefit from it. So sure. mm -hmm. um, I don't know which, if you're going to plan on staying in your, in your IRA owned house as part of your vacation, which you're not allowed to do. Sure. I don't mm -hmm. monitor that. I don't, I don't determine that. Right. So I, I really wouldn't know. So whether, even if you're doing that directly with us or do, doing it through an LLC, the LLC completely hides any of that behavior sure. because we're not prop processing the paperwork. In that situation, the only asset that's on our platform is the LLC. Mm -hmm. All the contents are really up to the, uh, to the manager of that LLC. The right. LLC itself is still owned by NewView as custodian for the client. Sure. Hmm. Now, now speaking of sort of the process, the paperwork that comes with all of this, like how can someone get started, uh, Glenn, that, uh, okay, I, I, I think, uh, let's say if I make the decision today that, yes, uh, I want to, you know, take control of my IRA and kind of have a self-directed IRA and I want to kind of start exploring into, let's say, the real estate or the Bitcoin or, uh, you know, any other precious metals and things like that. Uh, what are some of the ways uh, to get the process started like how, how can someone start with let's say your company for example well you know i always like people to be informed and um the, the nice thing is you can start with a small amount so mm -hmm. you don't have to stop doing anything if you enjoy the stock market have at it you mm -hmm. know and and continue on but if you want to start peeling off and saying you know i like something that generates cash now generally speaking when you talk to somebody that has a different color hair than yours you mean mm -hmm. like mine right <laughs> Uh, guys like me like cash flow. We really sure. like cash flow because we don't have time to build up equity 20 years and stuff. And sure. And, and so um, 
maybe it makes sense for you. The, the stock market has really has has really got a hard time right now with cash flow, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. Interest rates are off the table. Right? Sure. Sure. I've got a you know with a ten year treasury hovering around like 0.8. Right. Um, mm -hmm. You're not going to make any money with cash. So I want cash. So that might mean that that draws me immediately into lending, um, real estate back probably, sure. or um, directly into real estate mm -hmm. because I can own real estate, make money so that as I step out of regular work, W-2 work, and into the, uh, the promise of retirement, my income doesn't go down. Sure. And mm -hmm. so, so I think that a nice thing to do is to move over a portion. You have to mm -hmm. do it all. Do sure. it all. I mean, you're not going to go back. I mean, the beautiful thing of self-direction, you're not going to go back to, quote, the safety and security of Wall Street because we know what that looks like. <laughs> sure. You know, my just just so you understand is when we when we hit this virus and we started to, you know, we started to, it went from a rumor in January to some concern in February and sheer panic in, in March. March, right? absolutely. Mm -hmm. You saw what the market did. Absolutely. Yeah. My rentals didn't get affected at all. They Same still year. paid me every month. And when I'm 80 years old, I want to be in something that pays me every month because sure. I'm going to want to eat and I'm going to want to eat and live well. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that. So um, that's all it takes. And opening an account takes about 15 minutes over the phone. You can do it yourself or you can mm -hmm. do it with us over the phone. And we'll talk to you about what kind of account makes sense for you? Mm -hmm. What are your goals? And you may not know your goals, but to have some money there allows you to act. If sure. you don't have money in, it's going to take at least seven days to get it there and go through a right of uh, rescission. The IRS says, when you set up a new account, you have seven days to change your mind. Sure. Well, that mm -hmm. means we can't fund any investment for seven days because I can't have you buy a piece of real estate and then try to resell it or rescind it. I can't do that. Sure. So mm -hmm. having that as a tool in your tool chest, that costs you $50, by the mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. that, that power of accessing your IRA costs you $50 to get started. And that's pretty cool. Sure. So having that as a tool, as people listen to you, even though they don't, they're not quite convinced, like I said, it's a, it's a journey. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're part of NewView and you're part of our community sure. allows you to hear people like yourself. Sure. Because mm -hmm. we will be we will be also doing something with you and putting that on our website sure. so people can meet with you. So so I I think a lot of times we tell. Uh, I, do you have any children, by the way? Uh, I do. I do. Okay. Two boys. So mm -hmm. do you ever talk to your children about who you hang around? You're going to become. Sure. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you hang around people that self-direct and are really interested in investments, it's like a passion a very healthy passion sure. that you start to get more and more interested in because mm -hmm. the wall street doesn't want you to understand what they're doing. They have experts, right. That are yep. studied and, and sure. And uh, I don't have to be that much of an expert. I kind of understand what my advantages are in self-direction and sure. that's why I like to be there. Sure. And Glenn now uh, kind of at a high level, right. Uh, since you own such a big company, you have seen several funds coming through your company and stuff like that. Would you be able to maybe distill it down the percentages of, uh, you know, perhaps allocations that whether, um, you know, your large part of your customers like, uh, let's say the real estate or perhaps alternative assets uh, like, uh, you know, I don't know, precious metals or oil and things like that, uh, or, uh, you know, some other things as far as Bitcoins or any other businesses, uh, 
would you maybe perhaps share some light on like a high level breakdown of what, what sort of are the tendencies of your customers within your portfolio? Yeah, I'll be glad to kind of share you what, tell you what they're buying and holding. Um, what I don't know is the, all their IRAs because I don't have all of them. They might sure. be at Schwab. So, so um, I don't know if I have 100% of them or not. <laughs> uh, I, I know I don't. And, but, but I will tell you, real estate makes up about 55% of all of our clients. But that includes single family homes, it includes uh, multifamily homes, and it includes real estate syndications. Sure. Mm -hmm. So it's that whole wide thing. And I think the reason why that is, is it tends to be higher priced stuff. And that higher priced stuff means I need more money. So sure. where do I have money? I got more money and US has way more money in their 401k plans sure. than they do in their bank accounts. Agree. So, so they say it was mm. me. I mean, that's my story, right? Sure. And so um, that's where they go. If they have an interest, they go there and they move it over. So I think that's natural. Sure. As you progress in this, you'll learn other things that you can buy mm -hmm. that, are, that are extremely interesting, maybe as a secondary thing. Sure. So you mentioned debt and you mm -hmm. said 16, 18%. And that's crazy. You know, that I can get 16 to 18% when banks are lending money at 3% and 4%, how can that be? Well, right. they're not lending to the kind of people that you're lending to, and they're way too slow for those kind of people. And, sure. and so there's an appetite and a need for hard money. That's sure. called hard money when it's really asset-based. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. Then there is that the banks don't want that risk. They say, you can go ahead and do it. Sure. Um, sure. There's things as esoteric and as out there as structured settlements, mm -hmm. whereby you can actually buy a lawsuit. You can, you can buy a lawsuit before it's even adjudicated, but generally you buy it after it's adjudicated so that if, if someone does a slip and fall at Walmart and, you know, the lawyers figure out what that's worth. Maybe sure. it's worth $6,000 over two years. Mm -hmm. My, uh, there's companies that actually will sell those. So most people that, uh, let's just say, I'm sure there's some people that legitimately slip and fall at Walmart, but I don't think everybody. Sure, they sure. may be in it for the money. Those people want the money, all the money right now, for sure, whatever sure. reason. So they're willing to sell it to a company, which in turn will sell it to my IRA. Sure, so I sure. can get cash flow from that. So that's something that our clients do. But you wouldn't do that first. You do that after you got the real estate and after you have and say, whoa, this is kind of interesting. Let's put some money in that too. Sure, sure. And, and, and you, you bring up a great point there, Glenn, is that uh, I have been associated with a litigation fund, which is similar to what you're stating where, um, you know, these funds are buying uh, uh, sort of literally cases from the courthouse that have early promise of some uh, big payouts at a later date. So the idea would be is that you look at a case and you study it in its sort of in its infancy and say that, hey, this is perhaps a large late paint situation, uh, late paint uh, litigation, right? Uh, so they tend to have a lot more large payouts or sometimes you have divorce settlements and things like that. These cases, as you know, they draw out for a long time and there are litigation funds who will purchase this in its inception. Uh, it's kind of like a... a for lack of a better term, it's like angel investing or seed seed money, except it is targeted towards, you know, sort of the litigation, which has a uh, sort of a much higher payout on the back end. And we have seen returns of well over 20 to 25% in some cases. And this is the kind of stuff that 
doesn't get talked about. And if you're knowledgeable enough and you have some connections, uh, you can certainly get started in some of these very niche spaces that rarely gets talked about. W would you agree? Yeah, I mean, they're kind of fun to talk about. Not a lot of clients do it. And, sure. But yeah. I think they stand as a good surrogate for all the things that we haven't talked about. Sure. Sure. That, mm -hmm. that you can do. I, I do want to share one thing because um, I know our time is getting short. Sure. Mm -hmm. Something just happened with the coronavirus and um, there was legislation that was created. It was called the CARES Act. And sure. it had a lot mm -hmm. of, had loan provisions. Um, but there's not very often that rules change inside IRAs. And by the way, what they've done in that act has never been done in the 25 years of, of uh, self-directed IRAs. Sure. Ever. The mm -hmm. biggest problem you have, and I, we talk to people all the time about self-direction and they get really excited. They go back to their employer and say, I'd like to roll over $100,000 over to Newview because I want to go buy a note or I want to buy a piece of real estate or I want a partner. Mm -hmm. Their employer almost invariably says, no, you can't. Right. The rules. The 401k is not meant for you to go have fun somewhere else. You have to be in our plan. You're limited to what we allow you to do. And you said that's very, you said that so well. Don't forget, it's not the employers that set these up. It's sure. Wall Street that sets them up, right. sells them to the employers, create these rules around them to satisfy who? Not the employers, sure. not the employees, but Wall Street. Self-gratification, yep. <laughs> so it's very frustrated. Uh, frustrating for individuals that hear our message and want to go do it. It's their money and it's trapped. Right. Well, here's what happened with the CARES Act. And this is amazing. So the CARES Act was basically saying, hey, people are hurting. They may have money there in the 401k. If they take it out early, if they're allowed to take it out at all, uh, because a lot of times the employer can actually say, no, you can't have it until you quit work here. Sure. Mm -hmm. Well, now um, the employers are allowed to elect themselves into this plan, whereby the employees simply by saying, hey, I've been affected by the coronavirus, you have to check a box, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. The employer will allow up to $100,000 to powerful. go to you directly. Wow. Now, mm -hmm. if, if it goes to someone like yourself, you're probably too young to get mm -hmm. it. So you're gonna sure. pay a 10% penalty. Mm -hmm and you're gonna pay ordinary income tax. I see. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's a lot of money. So all of a sudden, that $100,000 you would be taking out, is gonna be 90,000, and then if you're in the 30% bracket, it's gonna be 60,000. You see sure. what it's done. Yep, absolutely. So the government says, hey, it gets better than that. Not only can you take it out uh, without penalty, we're gonna take the tax hit, mm -hmm. and we're gonna let you spread it over three years. I see. So mm -hmm. you would actually be, you would actually, $33,000 would be added to your returns in 2020, 2021, and 2022. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Completely. And sense. they're going to yep. do that automatically unless you tell them something different. Sure. And mm -hmm. even better than that is if you pull, if you take it out and mm -hmm. change your mind and put it back in mm -hmm. before the end of three years, mm -hmm. all of those taxes will be repaid to you. Oh, wow. So it's as if like pretty much more or less free money, unless you return it within three years, uh, no, no penalties, no tax consequences, basically. Yeah. Now, you'll have already paid a third of the tax, but don't sweat it. You'll get it back. Sure, so in other words, sure. they will just refund whatever right. you've already paid. Right, right. So I couldn't, when I read this, I go, that's cool. I mean, that's really, really cool, except one thing. 
I don't like my money out of the best vehicle to be in, which is tax deferred. Mm -hmm. So although I'm really excited about getting my money on that, or getting my hands on that money, I'm going to invest it. It's sure. not to spend, even right. though you can, don't right. spend it. Right. right. So I'm saying, how can I use this? And I go, wow, this is what you do. Take the distribution, talk to your employer, right? Mm -hmm. Keep working there. You don't want to change your job right now, especially sure. right now. Mm -hmm. Take the $100,000 out, put it in your bank account, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The next day, pick up the phone or go to our website, open up a self-directed IRA with Nuvu, mm -hmm. right? Just put it in a traditional. It could be a Roth because a Roth IRA, I haven't even talked about that. I got to sure. come back and talk to your people about Roth because that's that's a that's whole incredible. no I, I totally agree with you the, the subject matter is so detailed enough that we we definitely warrant a, a second discussion over this for sure so now, but now because of this by the way the the end of this opportunity is december the 30th of 2020 sure. so you have some time sure. so you open up the account the next day and you simply write us a check and let us know that it's an indirect rollover you sure. let us know where it came from we will book it that way and now you've done something that you could never do before. You sure. stay in their plan. You get all those employer matches and all the new contributions, but you're not stuck in their investments. Sure. Mm -hmm. And there's no tax implication. There's no, there's no penalty. It's incredible. And um, mm -hmm. I, I can't wait to see this effect because, you know, we've already, we've got a big buzz going on with this. You have to understand that, that this is going to go away and it's probably never going to happen again. Sure. So we're looking for good things that are coming out of this. Sure. And this is an incredible, of the good op things. incredible yeah. opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Glenn, I know we are just about uh, our time uh, for the discussion today, but uh, as we uh, kind of alluded to that, we should uh, kind of have a second discussion over some of the other aspects of the uh, of uh, of all of this, you know. So I'd appreciate and would like to invite you uh, for another discussion at some point. Uh, but uh, as we conclude this, uh, please share with the listeners, uh, um, like you know, just more about your contact information and uh, you know how they can reach your company as well. Well, you can kind of see this up here, right? New View sure. Trust. Those of you may be listening on on. Uh in your car or something, it's New View Trust, and we spell it N-U-V as in Victor, I-E-W, trust.com. And you can actually go there and you can click on our free guide. This is like 16 pages. So sure. it's not a big treatise, but it's that expanded elevator conversation I was talking to you about. Sure. So mm -hmm. you can kind of understand and hit the high points. Do not be intimidated by this. Um, it's amazing, and it allows you to buy things on sale. The stock market only sells at retail price. You probably never pay retail price. I don't pay retail price on my investments. So it's just a way to supercharge your retirement. This is probably the, the one thing that the government gives you or allows you to do that's so unique. Everybody should be taking the full advantage and that's by having all the choices possible. Incredible. Thank you, Glenn. I appreciate it. And we here at premiumcashflow.com as well have lots of news articles, uh, statistics, and of course, the podcast where guests like you uh, regularly come on and share their expertise. Uh, so viewers and listeners of the podcast can certainly reach us uh, from the website. Uh, if you are interested into investing uh, into various opportunities, we definitely have opportunities on a uh, pretty much 
much on a monthly basis these days. And as we are speaking, there are more than different ways of how you can invest. We can certainly share uh, and educate you on uh, all of those opportunities. And uh, we absolutely leave the decision and independence to you uh, to verify, vet, and uh, make your own decisions. So, uh, so more power to you. Thank you, for, uh, Glenn, for coming on. Uh, and uh, I, we will certainly be talking more on another episode as well. So th thank you for your time today. Sakar, it was a delight. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates, research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest.